Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick and I'm... Uh... Sitting here in my office in Kirkland, uh, practicing uh, safe distancing, and uh, Ted Hansen has joined us today, um, Attorney Ted Hansen from the office here, and uh, well, we're going to have a kind of a current events discussion today, and kind of tie it into your estate planning. So we're going to talk about the CARES Act, the SECURE Act, kind of under the backdrop of what's going on with uh, the COVID-19 and uh, hopefully have some wise words of wisdom for you here in uh, coping um, with the continued um, stay-in-home orders here in Washington. Um, I know everybody's getting a little bit of cabin fever, and with that yeah, uh, big, right. big bright uh, ball of fire in the sky being ever more present, uh, although maybe Saturday we're recording the show here on Friday, yeah. folks. So um, We're not even sure how long, if, if they are going to extend the stay-at-home, which yeah, I assume so they're we're, going to do. We're, we're going to find out some news afterwards, yeah. So, but we're anticipating into the mid-May range probably by uh, Governor Inslee, uh, but we'll all wait with bated breath. I know we're all anxious to get back to our our right our way of life the new to, the new abnormal it, it's called yeah, the new abnormal yeah, i don't that's want to a, call it the new normal yeah. i want to go back to the old normal yeah you know? well, i don't and, think that's uh, going to happen but and i you know i don't want to get uh, too far astray today but um you know certainly all of us every single american out there needs to have concern over you know basically the trampling of our constitutional rights and i think most of us understand these on a temporary basis but the key word is temporary. And um, so, you know, a lot of this is going to play out. We've got a lot of um, very, very challenging issues going on today. And so we really need to kind of focus in on those things. So, you know, we all understand the, the deadly nature of COVID-19. Um, we certainly understand the impacts on seniors. Um, as an estate and elder planning law firm, um, we are certainly in the thick of it in that, you know, a large number of our clients, um, if not the majority, are over 60. And many, many, many of our clients are, um, you know, well into their 80s, 90s and beyond. So um, that's just part of the nature of our business. So we're very in tune to it and we understand what it is. Um, and I think we better know how to, you know, combat that on a personal basis. So, good morning, Ted. Good morning. Happy to be COVID-free and sitting six feet six feet away from you, at least, which is a good thing. Yes, we uh, got to practice all that social distancing. So, folks, you know, uh, many law firms, not all, um, but law firms in certain practice areas, uh, state and elder for sure, and taxes and things of that nature, um, most of the things that we do for our clients are really pretty essential. If you've got Medicare issues, Medicaid issues, issues with the VA, um, what, there's just a host of issues we tackle on a, a near daily basis um, with our senior community and our, our clients, and it's important to keep those going. And, you know, and then there's a lot of tax issues that they have deadlines and you have to make decisions and life goes on. And so we have to make sure we're addressing those. So, Ted, in, in this kind of looking at, you know, all of us have concerns and certainly, you know, the significant concerns for, I guess I have to say those of us, maybe not yourself quite yet, you're kind of a youngster in the older making here, but, um, you know, those of us over 65, you know, what should we be considering uh, from the elder law attorney's perspective as far as you know, our estate and elder planning. What are what are things we might want to address um, given 
COVID and our new environment. Well, I think this is somewhat universal to everybody. However, the elder population really, I mean, we use the same types of tools. We use powers of attorney, wills, and trusts in that arena, but we do have a rather heightened focus on disability. But there are some common uh, points that that we'd like to discuss that are that are really uh, you know relate to everybody and and to start off the list it's most people's major concern even most of the time and certainly in this current environment is maintaining good physical and mental health and that's been somewhat of a challenge lately with gyms closed and things like that certainly in the physical health arena and of course the weather doesn't make outdoor exercise around here any easier lately either but maintaining good physical and mental health is paramount no matter what and i don't think that goes away the older you get i just think there's a heightened uh, sense of keeping track of where you're at in that and and making sure that you're doing all you can to keep yourself healthy and fit well and so many of our seniors are isolated in very small confines i mean if they're in a assisted living facility or any type yeah. of adult family home or most any type of institutionalized living nursing homes of course they're sequestered to basically a room yeah and many of them aren't allowed and to some of them in shared rooms even with get six outside of those rooms right. with shared activities so they can't you know walk around the facility can't get you know, even a modicum of exercise, which is so critical. You look yeah. at all of our seniors that, golly, you know, if you're laying dormant for a, a number of days and then it becomes weeks and then it becomes months, you know, atrophy and bed sores and all types of things. That's right. And, yeah. you know, on both our physical and our mental health. So. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm hearing from uh, people that operate these facilities, Rick, that they're particularly in larger facilities, they're starting to really really create uh, kind of quarantine wings for those people that they know are positive and to try to be able to separate them from those that are not. This has been a real challenge recently, and we have many, many, many of our clients who have uh, parents and, and other relatives in these types of homes, and not being able to see them is really, really taking its toll on them. And and, and I'm talking on both ends of the spectrum of the, the person that's in the home and the person that's trying to visit, which really has been just eliminated, frankly. I mean, you, you can still do the phone kind of interactions and those types of things. A lot of those folks don't have that technology and don't well, embrace you know, that technology. I, I heard that right? a few adult facilities are trying to um, acquire you know, some tablet devices, iPad-type situations, right. so people could possibly Skype or that. But you know, yeah. someone's still going to have to help that person. That's I don't right. know too many of your 80- and 90-year-olds that are going to hop on an iPad. And, or or even, an, even in a phone, right? A phone. So that so matter, right? It's really tough. You know, and Ted, you know, among this, you know, this the same group of folks that we're talking about. Most of us, you know, most seniors after 65 are on Medicare. And um, there have been a number of changes to the Medicare program addressing COVID. Um, most notably, um, if you're hospitalized and then you need to go to a nursing facility after you're hospitalized, generally you've had to be in the hospital three days, not including the day of discharge, before you would be eligible for Medicare to pick up the tab on your rehabilitative um, hospitalization at a rehab facility. Yeah, and again, um, it's only rehab. It's not long-term right, care. Right, this is rehabilitative that's, that's care. That's correct. And they've waived that three-day requirement for COVID-related issues. Yeah. And the other more significant, though, is that typically under Medicare, there is only 100 days of eligibility vis-a-vis -vis certain criteria. Um, that 100 days it can now be extended if it's COVID-related. So that should come as a relief to some folks, but I think you yeah. know, people are going to have to look into this. Yeah, and I will say, too, Rick, that this is really becoming a challenge. My wife happens to work in this arena, and hospitals uh, are, are finding that they're not able to place people easily because the homes simply aren't taking people unless they fit the mold, so to speak. Right, well, like you can't put a COVID person tested. back into a nursing home. I think New York proved that for us rather recently. Right, and it, and it circles back around to testing, right, because the, the, the reliability of the test, if you can get tested at all, um, can show false positives and can show false negatives. And so that until there's some test that's more predictable, this is really a problem and it becoming a growing problem for hospitals having to essentially warehouse people that they otherwise would not be housing. Right. They would normally be going to the nursing that's homes, right. rehabilitative facilities. And, and folks, if you're on Medicare, all Medicare plans um, do provide no-cost COVID testing to you. So if you're on Medicare, you should get your free Medicare testing. And um, the um, if you have a Medicare Advantage program, um, 
those uh, have a lot of changes as well. So you now can be covered if you're in a non-contracted facility. Um, Out-of-network providers are now covered at the same cost, and referral requirements are also waived under your Advantage program. So if you have Medicare folks, talk to your provider, talk, you know, um, see what's going on because there are some rather significant uh, things going on there that you can take advantage of. And um, all prescriptions are being refilled for a minimum of 90 days. And um, pharmacists actually have control now. Uh, this is a biggie. Um, I was a pharmacy tech in the Navy, so this is really a big one. But pharmacists have uh, control now to authorize emergency refills without a doctor's um, prescription. So if you have emergency medications, I'm assuming heart medications, things, blood pressure, you know, any medication that's required and you can't get to see your doctor for a refill, you're, um, talk to your local pharmacist. So I think that uh, will give some people peace of mind because I know if you're running short on your meds and you can't get out and you're a senior and you're not supposed to go out and, you know, and your doctor's office might be closed. They're not all open. And so um, it is a problem. So let's make sure and take care of that. And folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregor and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan, it brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Story Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. He has two live webinars coming up May 9th and May 13th to teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got, it pays us back if we never use it. So sign up today for one of Brian's free online webinars coming up May 9th and May 13th. They are free, but you got to sign up. Just go to 525longtermcare.com. Brian's the best in the business, and you're going to discover that at his webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. Hey, it's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone want to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to your partner in law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. And welcome back to your partner in law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick from the law firm of Gregorick and Associates. Hey, folks, we're open. Give us a call. We'll meet with you virtually or on the phone or well, all kinds of creative ways of practicing appropriate and proper social distancing. So we are open for business. Uh, you can certainly find us on the web at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Or you can call us at the office at 425 425- 
425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or rjglegal.com. And we'd be glad to serve your needs, uh, answer your questions, maybe help alleviate any misconceptions that you might have. Lots going on right now, obviously, with the umbrella of COVID um, looming over all of our heads. Um, but this because we have this dark cloud over us of this virus doesn't mean we should not do things that we need to do, both to address the COVID virus, but also just to you know make sure we keep our our life intact and our finances intact and you know, just make sure we're doing as best we can so we can get this economy back up and uh, and moving. I don't think there's anyone out there that isn't um, at least a tad bit frustrated of uh, having our ability to move about so, you know, dramatically curtailed. Um, I certainly never anticipated this in my lifetime that we would be under the tantamount of you know, it's like wartime. Just, just, just short of yeah, martial law. It really is. I'm and it's um, it is frightening because I, you know, I I have my views and, you know, we all have our slippery slopes that, you know, once starts, you know, how far down that uh, razor's edge are we going to go? And, you know, free speech is being um, yeah, right challenged to dramatically right Absolutely now. Uh, I have major problems, and I'm not shy about it, but I don't think Mark Zuckerberg or any of the other tech giants that are controlling our information streams on Twitter and Facebook and all that, I don't think any of them have the right to censor anything that isn't, you know, pornographic or, you know, truly false news. But they're taking opinions down that are credible opinions, and I find that uh, highly offensive, and everyone else out there ought to as well. Um, They are practicing... um, you know, curtailing our free speech. So that's uh, something we got to pay attention to. That's got my dander a little bit riled up. So right before, you know, break, we were talking about um, Medicare and things that you need to make sure you're paying attention to, taking good health and all those types of things. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, under the CARES Act, Ted, you know, there's a lot of things in there. Um, a lot for small businesses, of course, the pay pa- paycheck pretension. Protection Protection, Program, PPP. There you go. I'll get it out. The worst thing on the radio is a bunch of P's. Uh, (laughs) We got pop, pop. And um, there's there's challenges and there's troubles with the law. There's a lot of confusion over it. Um, It it, it is rolling out. It it certainly will help. Um, If it's enough, I don't know. I'm still very concerned that, you know, a large percentage, you know, 30 plus percent of our small business may never reemerge. And we're sitting here at nearly 30 million unemployed Americans. That's depression level um, unemployment. And we've just got to get ourselves um, focused in here. So, you know, the CARES Act, um, you're getting your, this is where you're getting your Social Security, you know, your checks, your $1,200 checks, your, um, based on that. And I do know some people who have received their checks. and um, As do I. And so they're coming. Um, if you electronically did your taxes and had your any refund going to a bank or they have your bank information, yeah. supposedly they're getting those out first. And then folks uh, for paper checks, I think I heard maybe next week they might yeah, start I some of so. the paper yeah. checks. But yeah. they'll get there when they get there. So, yeah, that's um, right. But they are on the way. And um you know, sadly, there's going to be a lot more um, stimulus. That's a word all of us are going to find to be a dirty word someday because all this stimulus stuff, folks, means we are going to be paying more taxes. And I think uh, this is really going to be a, a key element, uh, you know, going forward. We've got a presidential election up here. We know, you know, uh, I think taxes are going to be a major, major um Issue. Um, you can't sit there and put an extra, what, $3.8 trillion of money into the market and not expect to have certain challenges. So, oh, you know, right. Ted, under the, um, the CARES Act, I mean, I think our best advice is people need to kind of reach out, you know, talk to people that are involved in their insurance talk to their doctors, you know, at least make contacts, you know, how to get that contact going. I, I know I've got a 
you know, an email thing going on back and forth with my doctor and we've had video chats and I was able to, you know, take care of business, so to speak, and had to go into a lab, just get my, you know, annual routine blood work done and got all that taken care of. So, you know, be out there, you know, please feel free to give us a call, you know, consider us a resource for a lot of different areas um, in the law and things related to this. So yourpartnerinlaw.com is probably one of the best ways to get to us. So Ted, we're looking at, you know, all of these different things. Um, financial security. I mean, well, that's, that's, that's a great dovetail into what you were just talking about. And that doesn't just affect people over 65. However, it's, it's somewhat of a heightened concern for those over 65 is maintaining financial security. But, but this topic is ripe right now. And, and I think people are experiencing many for the first time, the, impact of losing a job on a family situation and how that plays out in real life, particularly when you're all in one home doing your best to try to, you know, make ends meet without being able to work is is a real challenge. But we see, frankly, people of all stripes here at the office. We see people with little or no means, and we see people with with frankly great wealth uh, uh, on a daily basis and and they aren't uh, the population is not the same in this regard as most of you know and and the big concern particularly of 65 and older people are 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 running out of money is is a big concern i think that's everybody's concern at some level but even more so when you're aging and you have some health issues and things like that and 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 then you know it will it will segue obviously next into where am I going to live and those kinds of issues which we're going to talk a little bit about but maintaining financial security is paramount. You know I, 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 that is it's critical and yet you know our finances are being eroded. Stock market's tanking again today. You know all of our investments are down fifteen twenty percent maybe more depending on how you're invested. Um, this is a big challenge and I want to talk to you folks about your financial security. And consider this, you know, as tough as it is for you doing it right now, think if something did happen to you, whether it's COVID-related or not. There are plenty of other things that impact us and afflict us. You know, we haven't got rid of Alzheimer's. We haven't got rid of heart attacks. We haven't got rid of strokes. We haven't got rid of cancer. You know, we, they're just, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And quite frankly, for, you know, everyone that's in the um, high-risk group for covid is also the high risk group for everything else I just mentioned. That's right. And heart attacks are going to kill what six hundred to seven hundred thousand people. Yep. Cancer is about the same, over half a million, six hundred thousand. I mean, Alzheimer's. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to worry about, and yet we we've got to go on with our daily life. You know, there right. is an assumption of risk just living, <laughs> and so we need to do that. But. You know, people need to, you know, folks, I'm, I'm imploring you to look at your estate plans. You know, and Ted, this is one of your hot buttons, the right people in charge. Because, you know, folks, we can do phenomenally good legal documents for you. But if you don't put them in the hands of a qualified fiduciary as your trustee, your agent, your executors, personal representatives, everything can become a nightmare. Ted, you've talked about this. Well, it, this is something I encounter on a daily basis. And, and the number one reason why personally I end up in the courtroom is because we're dealing with people that are put in positions of power that have either abused that power or have done nothing to exercise that power on behalf of the people that gave them the power. And, and But but more commonly, it's abuse. Uh, and, and we see more and more of that, and it's a really uh, kind of epidemic problem. And, and uh, you just need to make sure when you put pos- people in positions of power that you trust them. And even people that you think you trust can go well, south on you sometimes. And, and beyond right? trust... They have to have the competency and well, the and that's, skill set. And, that's also and you know, true. we've got clients that have $5 million estates, and they're turning it over to their daughter, who uh, joined the Peace Corps and has never seen any money more than a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. And for them to come in and do that, it's almost unfair to ask them to do it. Oh, it is in and some so, cases. Yeah, you know, that's what we do. And, yeah. and, we want to ha- and we do have a conversation with all of our clients on the choice of the people you're putting in charge and how critical that is. And, you know, oftentimes people don't have a person. So maybe we have to team people up, bring in a professional, whatever. But there's lots of options to talk through. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we will uh, continue our discussion here. And um, just remember, Gregorick and Associates, uh, we're here to help. Uh, find us at yourpartnerinlaw.com. We'll be right back. 
When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself. Are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregor and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan, it brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Story Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. He has two live webinars coming up May 9th and May 13th to teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got, it pays us back if we never use it. So sign up today for one of Brian's free online webinars coming up May 9th and May 13th. They are free, but you got to sign up. Just go to 525longtermcare.com. Brian's the best in the business, and you're going to discover that at his webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, and I'm, we're just having a discussion today about um, you know where we are under this COVID situation and our stay at home and, and, and kind of highlighting some things that, you know, you can be working on a little bit. We talked about the, um, the CARES Act uh, a bit. We uh, covered some uh, Medicare um, things that have changed, uh, some benefits to you to make sure you're taking advantage of it. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I want to say. Folks, there are a lot of services and things that are available vis-a-vis the COVID, especially if you're in that vulnerable senior area. So do take advantage of those things and um, like you know we just wanted to stress at the top of the hour you know maintaining your physical and mental health during this is 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 a challenge for everyone but I think it's really heightened for our seniors that are sequestered in very small confined areas isolated from basic other humans and it's you know this is a tough situation and um, I know there's frustrations are growing and everything so you know maintaining our physical and mental health is so important Uh, we obviously talked about your finances and and folks there's a plethora of things we need to look at there and uh, maybe a little bit later in the show we can tie back into the secure act you know that's affecting all of your retirement accounts and all of all of you with retirement accounts should be addressing this and um, we be glad to help you understand that and how it impacts you and uh, move forward to that but Ted on a you know as our seniors I mean on a daily basis you're working with families that are trying to place mom or dad or their husband or wife trying to get them placed into some sort of care facility you know in other words where am I going to live if I if I can't stay in my own home or can't get care in my own home you know, right now, these last couple months has been kind of rough, but it's it's an overriding thing, even without COVID. As we age, you know, what is appropriate housing? Well, that's right. And, and when I put this list together, I, I I titled it the biggest concerns of those over 65. And as I'm going through this list, I'm realizing what parallels there are to all walks of life now as I go through this list. And certainly where will I live is a big topic. I think all of you are aware of these various landlord acts and renters rights acts that are in process right now due to this COVID-19 for for people that are renters in particular and, and for those that own homes also are deferring payments and doing things of that nature. But on a deeper level, this, this, this list is really about the safety and the prudence of trying to age in place. And, 
And aging in place is just what it sounds like. It's it's staying in your own home for as long as it's safe to do so. And the key word and the key topic in this arena is safety. And if you have a multi-story home and you're prone to falling or you have some hip or knee issues or something like that that's going to make you more vulnerable to be at home, particularly those of you that live by yourselves at home, uh, is a big question. And and this then morphs into, what if I have to leave my home? Where am I going to go? And what are my choices? And well, and on top of that, how will those decisions be made? And who's going to make those that's decisions right. if you're unable to make them for yourself? Well, and, and that's a good point, because, because typically, if you're able to do that yourself, you do do it yourself. However, when you get up in age and you have these physical or, or perhaps cognitive uh, issues that you need to have somebody else in a power uh, a position to make these various choices for you. Primarily, when you can't make a decision about medical care or placement, you are relying on a medical durable power of attorney, somebody that you appoint to make those various decisions on your behalf to be able to contract for these various facilities that you might be going into. And and I'm not going to get into a real deep dive about the types of facilities, but effectively we're talking about living somewhere other than your home, either an adult family home or a you know continuing care environment or perhaps on a lower level like uh, independent living or something like that. But there are those choices out there if you can't stay in your own home, which are incredibly costly for the most point and uh, for the most part. And, and you need to be able, of course, to be comfortable wherever that is and to be able to maintain a proper uh, care level. And so those are the kind of concerns that I run into uh, with this where will I live issue. You know, it, it's really important. And, and then, you know, I've just been pondering the question as I'm considering places that I may want to go if I became infirmed and had to go into an institutionalized setting. Um, given the issues that we've had with our nursing homes being basically incubators, family homes and people like that are not letting uh, attorneys and outsiders come in to talk to people. So we have to do that remotely now. And, and I'm a big believer in eyeball time. And I like to see the people that I deal with and not necessarily have a remote relationship. I don't really think that builds the well, right kind you know, of it's, it's, attorney-client relationship, but it may be necessary. Yeah, it's difficult right? to have the same type of relationship, you know, over the internet it is. through pictures than when we talk to people. Absolutely. And, and Ted, especially in our practice areas, because... We are very oftentimes with our seniors having to evaluate as the attorney to make a legal determination as to their capacity when it's clear they've had some diminished capacity. Absolutely. And our question is always, have they retained enough capacity, which we refer to as testamentary capacity, allowing that person to do their estate planning documents? Yeah, and that's a relatively low threshold, really, right? I mean, uh, effectively, the the test is, you know, do, do you know what you're doing, first of all, that is making kind of a testamentary device of one type or another? Do you know what you have? Can you tell me if you own property or have cash and bank accounts? And, and do you know... Who in the law said the objects of your bounty would be, right? That's really the test. And and I find myself, Rick, finding uh, people sometimes at various levels of capacity, say, early in the morning, but by afternoon... They don't know where they are. That's and, and, the sundowner. And this is the real challenge that we have in this arena. And I'm really, really cautious about making major changes to estate plans that are have been in place for years where I have some level of uncertainty with their their capacity. And, and I'm, I'm not one of those people to just blur the lines and just do what they want. If I don't feel they have capacity, I have to unfortunately tell them I can't help right, you right, here. Because so many of these people, if, if they have lost capacity, very oftentimes there's a little birdie singing in their ear someplace. Well, that's and, absolutely you know, right. Hey, Mom, or hey, Mom. And, you know, there's this little thing we call undue influence yeah, that starts to arise. That's a major concern. Sibling rivalry, which is absolutely no shortage of that. And two of the biggest challenges to a will are undue influence and lack of capacity. That, those really en- encapsulate, I would say, 99% of will challenges are a result of those they two really items, are. right? Um, um, and so that's something that we have uh, had to come to terms with recently recently and do this kind of remote 
uh, you know, evaluation, if you will. But that's, again, we started talking about eyeball time. That, that's so important. It's like a doctor trying to treat a patient that doesn't have hands on, that can't see them yeah. and, and, you know, and, and interact with them. It's, it's, it's tantamount to that. And it's, uh, you know, for, for a doctor to be able to diagnose certain things, um, it's pretty hard to do that on a video. Absolutely. You know, just, yeah. You know, that's just the way it Absolutely. is. So, um, we all do need to get back with that. And, and then, you know, the financial impact of this, Ted, the, on, you know, people are losing money now. So obviously people that are in retirement or within a couple of years of retiring, this is a, a really serious problem. And if something where they do need to sit down, um, talk with a fiduciary financial advisor. I, I have to stress a fiduciary financial advisor since that you're, you know, if you go to your financial advisor and they start talking to you about products like, uh, annuities and different things like that where there are very high commissions. I don't think that's the place to start your financial analysis. I think what you want to start your financial analysis with is a very conservative approach, more of a fiduciary approach, looking what's in your best interest, plain and simple, nobody else in the middle. It's just you, your financial advisor, maybe you and your attorney. Should, maybe your attorney should be involved with you on your financial advisor, depending on your you know, financial um, acumen um, to make sure you're treated fairly because um, there's that. And, you know, after we get back from, uh, well, I'm going to say in our last segment of the show, um, we've got a little minute or two before we get there, but I want to go over some of the things that you need to be thinking about because of the SECURE Act. Uh, we've talked about this a lot on the show, um, but we're still getting a lot of calls. I got one this morning. Um, first thing about, um, hey, I finally heard about this secure thing and um, that. So, you know, if you have IRAs, 401ks, or any of the other qualified retirement plans, virtually all of them, you know, a minor exception here and there, are covered under the SECURE Act, and this will impact your retirement. Um, so, and it'll uh, greatly impact the retirement of your beneficiaries. So, you know, kind of looking at this overall financial security, um, you know, there's a lot of programs out there, Ted, but I, I, I always tell people, be careful of the program, not the front end of the program where you get the money, but what is the back end and the results and the impacts of you getting that money? And that's going to be the backdrop into taxes. All of these programs have various issues and concerns, many of which have not yet even been addressed by the IRS. So some of the things that are happening are happening on, uh, I guess we just hope that it will work out the way we're thinking. Um, more likely than not, it will or come close to it. But like everything else, there can't be some hidden traps. Hey, folks, uh, we'll be right back after this quick message. And please contact us at Your Partner in Law. We're here to serve. It's yourpartnerinlaw.com. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan, it brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Story Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. He has two live webinars coming up May 9th and May 13th. 
to teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got, it pays us back if we never use it. So sign up today for one of Brian's free online webinars coming up May 9th and May 13th. They are free, but you got to sign up. Just go to 525longtermcare.com. Brian's the best in the business, and you're going to discover that at his webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. And welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick at the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. Find us at the web, rjglegal.com. We're open. Hey, you can use that old-fashioned device called a telephone. You can give us a call there, too, at area code 425-284-3450. We'd be uh, more than happy to serve you. We're, uh, we're operating amid the COVID virus as uh, best we can. We're uh, virtually open. Um literally virtually open and um, here to help you out in a variety of ways um, I have had some clients say gee should we put off our updates to our plan or everything until this is over and I guess I have to say uncategorically probably not um, if it's important to get changed um, this might be a heightened time to encourage you to get that change just because of you know uncertainty I mean if one thing is certain we have a lot of uncertainty Beyond that, I don't know what else we have, Ted. It's, right. uh, it's been real tough. Hey, Ted, I want to you know, just kind of um, go back through some of the high points of the SECURE Act and why it's so important that people, uh, many people need to act now um, to deal with their um, SECURE Act. So, folks, the SECURE Act, just for your reference, was enacted into law on January 1st, 2020, this year. And it affects your retirement plans. Some good stuff and some not so good stuff. Take it all out, add it all up, come to the bottom line. It's about a $17 billion tax hike. And you're saying, well, who's going to pay that tax? Well, predominantly our children. And I'm going to explain why and um, maybe some things that you want to consider. So, you know, under the SECURE Act, dealing with that. Now, one of the cool things, we'll start off with the good, you know, let's give you the good news and then we'll merge into the bad. The good news is they extended the retirement age um, to where you have to take out your required minimum distributions, RMD as you come to know it. That was extended from 70 and a half years, what the heck did they get that, and now it's 72, so you don't have to start taking out until you're 72. The code was actually a year after you turned 71 and a half, so the year following <laughs> that's the what year it was, that's yeah. what it used to be. So, so we get about uh, 18 months. Uh, yeah, and, and when we're talking about required minimum distributions, people, let's be, let's, let's be clear here that that does not apply to Roth accounts for the account owner. It only applies to traditional plans, okay? Right. So for your own plan, folks, for your own that you know you contributed to and have your own money or you inherited an IRA and you're taking out your RMDs, that all stays the same. So if you've got something currently in place, um, if you um, were over the 70 and a half when 20 or you know prior to 2020, you have to take out on 70 and a half. You don't, you know, if you're already had to take them out, yeah, you have to take them out. It's only people that turn 72 after January um, 1st of 2020. 
So um, there's a lot of cool things. Another really neat thing they did, Ted, and I, I appreciated this a lot. It says um, you can now contribute to your IRAs after age 70, which before you were, you had to stop. Now, as long as you have eligible earned income um, and otherwise meet eligibility requirements for IRAs, you can continue um, doing those. So that's a good. Uh, there were benefits for part-time employees now being able to um, get it by only having a 500 average hour work per year over a three-year period where it used to be a thousand hours. And probably one of the most significant things I want to talk about, folks, is um, what we call the stretch out. So historically, up until January 1st, when someone inherited your IRA, they would have been able to stretch it out over their life expectancy. So if they were 40 years old, their life expectancy was 85, they'd get to stretch that out over 45 years. In other words, paying very small required minimum distributions and vis-a-vis the taxes then. Well, that's changed under the SECURE Act. What the SECURE Act did, folks, is it eliminated the stretch out for all but a few um, eligible designated beneficiaries is the way they describe it. So for most people inheriting your IRA, they will have only 10 years to fully withdraw the IRA proceeds, and that will include Roths. What's interesting is they've eliminated all required minimum distributions when you are triggering this 10-year rule. So you could take a tenth out every year. You could take nothing out. You could wait to the end. You could try to time it into years in which you have lower incomes, perhaps. But nonetheless, it's something you need to think about um, on how you're going to do that. So that's going to be important. And so, you know, our children in that, their adult children inheriting an IRA, they're going to have to do that in 10 years. So think if you passed along a million dollar IRA, they waited 10 years and then had to take that million dollars out and pay the income tax on it. They're probably going to pay $400,000 of taxes. Um, and I don't know any of you that would say, oh, well, that's okay. So we need to figure out some better ways. And then uh, many of you have IRA trust. And um, I'm a big advocate of those. However, if you have an IRA trust, a retirement plan trust, or a revocable living trust that you've named as a beneficiary under your IRAs, and hopefully you have appropriate provisions in there, those documents, I'm not going to say should be. I'm going to say must be reviewed. Um, You need to look at those because some of the provisions under the old law dealing with conduit trust provisions are no longer available in most cases. Now, Ted, we wanted to talk about um, a few of the exceptions and go down a list of some of the exceptions. Now, folks, these are what we call eligible designated beneficiaries who will, who will be able to stretch out over their life expectancy. Yeah, and the list, the list uh, starts out, obviously, with the spouse, and, and spouses have always been able to and will continue to be able to stretch that IRA out, assuming that they're younger than the plan owner uh, under their lifetime. The others are minor children. Uh, that is, and, and this isn't set in stone yet either, whether that age is 18 or, or if there's some tolling, if they're in college for a later age. I've heard 26 thrown around and things of that nature, but nevertheless, under uh, underage people uh, that haven't yet reached what we call the age of majority are also able to stretch. Disabled individuals are also able to do that. Chronically ill individuals, which again is not yet set in concrete, what what that means. And then another really important area are those folks that are not less than 10 years younger than you. So that would be like a sibling that's four years younger or something like that would be able to take advantage of that stretch still. If you are not on that eligible designated beneficiary list, you are subject to the 10-year rule. Yeah, so it's, you know, this is a huge change, folks. And what it's going to mean for you in reality is when your beneficiaries inherit your IRAs, they're going to have to make decisions generally, you know, say, okay, I'm looking at the 10-year period. What is my best strategy to move the assets out of the IRA into the taxable account 
paying the income tax on the distribution and the timing of that and how that's done. And it's even going to come down to, I think, you know, how you structure your portfolio and that. So I think most of you should be doing a lot of work on that. If you've got an IRA worth over a quarter million dollars or so, it's well worth taking a look at that because Absolutely. quite frankly, any, you know, up, you know, approximately 40 or even 50 percent if you're in an income tax state, um, not here in Washington, but, you know, 40 plus percent of the value of that IRA could go just in taxes. Yeah. And for, for those of you that are younger uh, and you don't have Roth accounts, the, the transition from one tr- traditional to Roth is a very good planning opportunity for many of you. Again, please talk to a qualified registered agent about the registered financial advisor about these kind of issues because they do play into your AGI and how your overall uh, tax structure is impacted by this. But it's a great opportunity to do these types of conversions for most people that are younger in, in particular. Yeah, I've talked to the, both clients and financial advisors and, you know, we you do need, if, if you looked at doing a Roth conversion five years ago and said, eh, it doesn't make sense, look again. Yeah. Um, because the variables now are a little bit different and how you might interpret those variables are different um, and um, correct me if I'm wrong Ted but I believe uh, they get three years to pay the tax if they do a Roth conversion right yeah, now. I think that's the rule and again a lot of these a lot of the the detail the the metadata if you will about this act is still not given to us so we're we're planning kind of in a vacuum here with just what we know now yeah I mean, uh, that, that's the, the guru of the IRA world is a attorney out of Boston named Natalie Choate and she writes all the books and all the treatises and knows all things yeah. All things retirement plan. And, and admittedly, she says the same thing, that we and, just don't know some of these answers I, yet. Just right? read a, uh, yeah. a paper, white paper she put out, and the white paper is just riddled with, well, it could go this way or that way. Right. Past right. precedence has done this, but the future we still don't know. So, yeah. you know, we just have to, you know, move forward on some of these things and let and, them and, develop. And even once it's codified, we'll have a whole new <laughs> shot at this it, thing. It, lawyers it, lawyers it are great at this, right? So by taking these rules and kind of using them to your client's advantage is always a province of the attorney. So. It really is. Hey, Ted, I want to thank you again for you know uh, taking time today to do the show here. Um, we're we're open for business, and I know you're you're quite busy. Um, lots of elder law issues as well as other estate issues. Uh, got some real estate deals, you know, we're in 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 flux. Uh, other contractual issues, tax issues. So. Um, we're working. Um, we're here to serve you and help you in any way that we can. Um, I really encourage all of you to dust off that estate plan wherever you've hidden it in your house or garage or attic or basement. Dust that baby off and read through it and find out what's going on. Hey, we're going to have to call it a day for today, and we will be back next week. Stay Stay safe, folks, and uh, be smart. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.